Welcome to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, the delicious Rob Lee. I like to give myself new superlatives, new thing I'm doing. So today, my uh, guest is, I'll say my, my next guest is a living testament to how long one can live, one can be alive, one can stay alive <laughs> <laughs> do, after doing so much dumb stuff. <laughs> Not really much of a bio there, it's just a way of existing. They're also, you know, this guest can also be seen in and around Baltimore slinging everything from pies to elixirs and can grow a damn fine beard. Please welcome Gerard Bronson. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. I like to prefer myself to the succulent Gerard Bronson, the enigmatic <laughs> Gerard Bronson, the uh, the legend in his own time Gerard Bronson. But you know what? I like to be modest and humble about it. So I'll just say, uh, yours truly, Gerard Bronson. So thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, dude. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I throw out different superlatives. Uh, Wave Daddy is out there in the universe right now. One of the aliases. Uh, I started writing down some of my my bits. Um, Rob of the uh, the Baltimore Leaves. Uh, we'll we'll see where right. it goes. We'll see where it goes. But um, you know, we, I feel like we were giving part of the conversation uh, before we actually hit the record button. But um, I want to start off with um, what's the story? Like ultimately, you know, let's talk about a little bit about you know where did you grow up? What were some of the creative or interesting things you were into growing up? And you know, I want to start off there, and then I have a few other questions um, after that. But let's start off there. No problem. So, uh, so born and raised Baltimore City, uh, grew up on Liberty Heights, um, went to Hilton uh, School Twenty Eight when I was a little kid. Then I moved around the city and the county a lot. Um, probably like my very first, like my very first passion, I guess you'd say, would be uh, reading uh, comic books. Actually, like I remember being a little kid, and, like uh, on our way to Hilton, my brother and I would like stop by the Seven uh, Eleven right by the school in the morning. And we usually ran late, as you know, as one does. And I would like pick up like copies of Spider Man and like What If and everything. And I just always was fascinated by just uh, by just you know by by uh, by just uh, you know story arcs and hero development and just like a lot of just you know a lot of just uh, fiction. So I used to read about mythology as a kid. I read like uh, back in the day, you used to have these like little small. Uh, little small mini books of uh, of like classic novels. I remember like reading uh, Moby Dick as a kid and reading like and like the whole uh, and like the, and like being really 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 interested in some of the into the uh, the story of uh, how Ishmael got himself upon the boat and everything and just learning about different cultures and learning about different uh, different mythologies and religion and so so I guess it's, I, I guess I suppose that the whole like, mythology of just uh, of just of people and like you know uh, gods and men and heroes and monsters and things of that sort always kind of interested me and then as i got older you know like you know 80s cartoons were always like the pinnacle of like saturday morning like you know saturday morning uh <laughs> philosophy so <laughs> i'd watch gi joe and i watched like uh you know, thundercats silver hawks basically all the cartoons that had the best toys essentially but I um <laughs> I watch. I mean, like used to watch wrestling, like you know, like '80s wrestling at the time was like the pinnacle of like heroes and like monsters, like good guys versus bad guys. So I was just like, there's that balance, man. There's that balance in the universe. But you know, sometimes you had to like your anti-heroes, and sometimes the ones that were like kind of like in that little gray zone, because like you realize, you know, a young age is like, there's right, there's wrong, but there's also well, <laughs> there's that gray area. And it's like the, you know what? gray that that gray I, I definitely live in that gray a little bit because sometimes what's good for one man be good for another it's not you know trying to balance that out so mm -hmm. i grew up actually like you know also growing up in the church too at a very young age you basically like you know listen to a lot of like you know a lot of the analogies a lot of the parables you know from the bible and just apply those and just go okay i believe that story but the context of that is uh scientifically wrong yeah. But you know what? We'll just go with that. We'll just go with what you're telling me. But it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to chop a baby in half. That seems very, uh, that seems very messy and unnecessary. So I'll just skip <laughs> over that one. Some of these other things make a little bit more sense at, you know, seven o'clock on a Sunday morning when I am just barely waking up. That was the way you described that was very similar. It's almost the addendum to the John Mulaney piece about that. He's like, yeah, you take the top part of the baby. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, um, yeah. and, 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 you know, the gray area, like, I got two favorite colors, you know, I mean, I know it's technically cheating if you have more than one favorite, but it's probably ox blood or, or maroon or something like that. You know, the blood of my enemies and um, gray, yeah. 
because I really do believe in that sort of gray area. It's always three. It's always an odd number. You know what I mean? Uh, It's got to be something in the middle. You know what? We already have too much in common right now. It's kind of off-putting, but I enjoy it. (laughs) You and I have, like, it's one of those, you know, you, this is this is this is the club black nerd, you know, sidekick of each other that we haven't talked to yet. So it's one of those after this interview, we're gonna have to start like having like chop up days where we're just like chilling back, just talking shit and having to drink somewhere that's going, Well, you know, I think like the eighty like I think the eighty nine <laughs> version of this character was different from like, the ninety three version of this character. Think, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so, bro, totally. Right. So definitely we have we are have a lot more in common right now already. That's funny. That's real funny. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and I, and I and I think like, you know, like I, I remember I think you had uh, I think Liv may, maybe reached out to me um, when uh, Liv was uh, doing some of the uh, work, I think, uh, at the door doing auto bar or what have you. And I was like, who's the guy with the beard, the, the black dude with the beard? And she was like, oh, yeah, like he's like you. That, that was literally what she said. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I was like, I got to meet this dude. And that was literally what happened. Um, so. <laughs> So I'll be remiss. I kind of touched on the job a little bit. So what, tell me about some of the jobs that you've had, because you're kind of like almost a mythical creature in some regards. Like you're, you're here slinging pie, you're here slinging cocktails, you're making elixirs. I think I've seen, you know, some DJ stuff. And so what are some of the things that you've done? Some of the jobs that you've had where people may have like seen you and in that, what was one of the weirdest jobs you've had? Okay, so my very first job I ever had was I was uh, 15, 16 years old working at Cinnabon, Owens Mills Mall. And I was working there because at the time I was in a band with uh, this cat, Tim, who who, uh, lived in uh, Owens Mills with me at the time. And uh, I met him through, I guess, like friends of friends or what have you. And he was uh, was a high school dropout. He was a magic Cinnabon. And he went to a little crusty punk rock band. And we met, started talking. I agreed to play drums. I was also just like, hey, dude, uh, if you're hiring too, I mean, I'm still in school, but I'm like, I'm already in my own brain going, I'm 16, I need a good job. You start making some money. So I actually start, you know, moving out and doing my own thing because I am this whole living with my parents thing while she's working. It's like, I need to be on my own now. I need to start getting my own bread and get my stuff together now. So I started working at Cinnabon, and with that was just me, like, chilling back there, not rolling for shit. It's like one of those, yeah, I have dumb thumbs, so I can't roll a Cinnabon to save my life, but I can work the register and be charismatic. So I basically just became this, like, mouthpiece, just talking smack and just, like, you know, bringing people in, just, you know, making, making my job fun at the expense of sometimes having to, like, you know, embarrass other people. Um... Mostly retail most of my life. Like after that, worked like worked at a music store, a couple of places here and there. The, the weirdest job, I can tell you this absolutely certain. The weirdest job I ever had was I was 19 and I worked at a uh, I worked I worked at a porn store on Baltimore Street from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And just the people that would come out there, not at 11 o'clock, not at midnight, but 3 a.m. The amount of like the amount of like dudes that would walk in there going, Yeah, I'm working on a paper. I don't care, dude. Just movies are over there. Just go look at what you want to find. It's like, well, look at this paper. I need to find a I need to find, you know, Bridget the the dwarf versus like King Dong, whatever. Yeah, it's aisle three. Just I just don't give me excuses. We're we're both here for a reason. I'm here to make money. You're here to spend money. Just, I don't need to know your backstory, dog. It's like, I don't need to know the prequel or the origins to whatever weird <laughs> shit you're getting into. Just give me the money and walk away. That's all I need to know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, I was kind of just following myself into like various jobs just going, you know, because also too, like within my, within my time growing up, like I started writing and I went to Carver for writing and I just, you know, again, with the comic books and the reading everything at a young age, I started writing my own stories and creating my own worlds and everything. So it's just like being into this whole pre Tom Waits ish type of like, uh, type of like, uh, like Langston Hughes, but at the same time meets like Bukowski, Harlem Renaissance, Daryl type of thing where it's just like, I gotta create, I gotta be within the world and see, and see like the weirdness and all the, and all the just the wackiness and the wild shit that happens in society. Just kind of like condensed the paper with my eyes and my views. Yeah. So I was just porn sore, and um, and the thing was that before I even went to Carver, my uh, it was my 
eighth grade English teacher, David Nicholson. To this day, I like to this day he is still uh, one of the heroes of my life. And he's the one that actually wrote my uh, wrote my sister's letter to Carver. He was the one that would like that would just you know that would just he would teach the class, but he would also like have his own personality, his own character. So we had to like talk to him and get to know him as a person and a teacher. And he had mentioned uh, to me at one point how well mentioned the class at one point how you know after, like during the summertime he goes to New York and bartends. And I was like, bartender, that sounds perfect. That that sounds that sounds weird and wild. And I think that was like the first thing that kind of got me into like wanting to be a bartender when I grew up. And yeah. uh, even the first bar I worked at, that wasn't until I was maybe 20, uh, 23, 24. And at that time, I was working at a, I was actually no, before that. I worked, I worked at like worked you know as a bartender slash barista at a, at a Donna's, and then I worked at like uh, the uh, the lyric uh, the, the mechanic theater before that closed down. Mm. And then I started uh, bar backing at Shorty's when I was managing at Paris and Perk, a coffee shop on Eastern and Milton that uh, has since closed down. But I was working at DJ Philgood's bar Shorty's with, uh, with, a, with a friend, Mike Gallagher, that was teaching me how to bartend. And then uh, Auto Bar came about just like on a random Tuesday uh, in <laughs> 2004. I went there one afternoon with, uh, with uh, Pat Martin. And um, we went there just to get like a happy hour cocktail or whatever. Talked to the bartender at the time, Shannon Gallagher, who is uh, still family, loving her death. I think she's she's in Colorado now, and uh, she was there bartending. And the uh, other manager there, uh, Brian, uh, was there, and uh, just walked up to Shannon was like, "Are you guys looking for a bartender or anything?" And she goes, "Stop the manager." Stop the manager. I'm like, "Hey, uh, so you guys are a bartender?" And he says, "When can you start?" Tomorrow. That Wednesday, walked in, worked happy hour. That was 2004. I've been there ever since. But um, nice. it's always been just stuff for me, just kind of like just walking into sometimes on purpose, sometimes like accidentally just walking to opportunity or just taking the opportunity where when it happens and just seeing what happens, you know, just kind of going with it. But um, the bartending I've actually been seeing, it, it's, it's been for me, it's been the best job in a way where I get to nothing's ever the same. Each night there's always something different. There's each night there's always like, you meet someone new or you hear about something, some new event, uh, especially with a live music venue too. I've been exposed to so many more, so much more music and culture that, you know, that a guy like me from Baltimore city has never ever seen before. Right. And it's been really, really eye opening and been very, 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 I mean, not only lucrative, but also been very, um, very, very just, just, just amazing to, to witness like talent and see, and see people of all walks of life. And also too, as a black punk rocker, you see like representation, yeah. you know, even from back in the day of like, you know, like um, artists that look like, that look like me, that may like act like me, that talk like me and actually play music. Where it's just like, you're playing the music that I, that I listen to. Yeah. And like, I know about I me, mean, I'm not sure about you, but I know with me and like, I know a lot of other cats like us growing up, you know, being black and being into like, you know, punk rock or subcultures, was called being quote unquote white, which is like, mm -hmm. y'all know we made the music, right? Like, y'all know that blues, rock and roll, we made this, right? Oh no, y'all are just dumb and only listen to like the same like five or six trap motherfuckers all the time. Where just like, yes, rap is also something that we did, but it's not, it's not all of this. It's not, it's not the combined efforts of, of like, of like, you know, of decades of like, of like, you know, centuries of like, of like, of oppression and, we make the music of struggle, of adversity, of overcoming, of uh, of, of striving. We 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 made the soundtrack for this country, for God's sake, you know. It's like we have to appreciate every chord. I, I think somewhere James Spooner is like just like doing backflips right now. <laughs> this 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 <laughs> this notion of like you know, uh, and, and I, I believe that like uh, punk is is black music, and and really like that being a big chunk of you know, what his like career has been and, um, you know, having you on here, you know, saying that and kind of being that sort of representation of it. Like when I think of that, I'm thinking of like you, I'm thinking of like, you know, I, I've seen, I like, I, I stalk your charm city is burned. Charm city is burned. I, I stalk your, uh, your, your IG and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see, I see what my man's is doing. I see what that dude is doing. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I mean, there's like cats like Qu like dudes like Quincy and CN that were uh, part of uh, Uncle Jesse, who are fucking so amazingly great DJs. You got Akil. It ended just blowing the fuck up right now. 
But you have uh, you have uh, you have uh, the Cat Fred's in uh, in Turnstile. It's fucking killing on base, and they're going. They're like you know, I think they're probably on TV right now. As a matter of fact, like <laughs> there's more representation that we have going on right now. And it's just like, oh, we don't have to think. You know, like a lot of cats are going like. We saw Pharrell on the skateboard back in 2000. That created Black Punks, right? It's like, no, we've been, we've always been here. Just now it's more in the mainstream. It's no longer just a subculture. Now it's actually just, oh, oh hold on. It's just culture. There you go. <laughs> like, just, just accept it. Like, this, is ha- this has always been here. Y'all just now, just like, you know, now just not being so, uh, how can I put this? Fucking dim about it, you know? It's like... <laughs> So, 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 so with that, I think, and, and, and I, th- I think that there, you know, it's a nice segue point here, right? Where mm-hmm. we, we look at what is, you know, like, how do we define, like, what are some of the things that define, like, you know, a culture specifically here in Baltimore, like, you know, from your vantage point, you're working in, you know, you've worked in various local haunts and you're been here forever. Big personality is like, you no know, people know who you are. So in it, like from your vantage point and being a person that as you touched on seeing so much different stuff, you know, being at auto bar, as long as you have coming up on what 20 years or what have you. And so, so tell me about that. Like, you know, what are some of the things that define a culture specifically here in Baltimore? I'll tell you what, one thing is for certain, and this actually is going to sound a little bit of a, of a diss, but I mean, just prove me wrong in this statement. But we're like, Baltimore to this day is still very, 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 uh, very, very segregated by its mm-hmm. own design. Not only by by how like how areas of town are like are planned out and everything, but also mentality of a lot of people. Like, for example, you have a lot of heads that like, that, you know, that are living like, you know, down like further parts of Baltimore City that move up, which is like, they didn't expect to see so much, uh, you know, so much like multiculturalism in one spot. And it's like one of those, oh, y'all got these people here, but these people, it's like, yeah, this is what, you know, a general, you know, general society can do. It's just not just, you know, stuck to adhering to like stereotypes and one just, you know, base point mm-hmm. and just, you know, and just living off the bat. It's like, no, you can be more than what, you know, than what your, uh, than what a demographic tells you to be. You can mm-hmm. be more than what, and what you know, like the one like your shopping preferences and what radio sets you listen to tells you to be if you want to. I mean, you can still stick to like being like, you know, some like mouth breathing goon, just not figuring things out. That's all you. You can be willfully ignorant, or you can allow yourself to open up and like discover more things. Yeah. Like, I mean, as a black male at of the auto bar, the amount of times I had people tell me to my face, like, oh, I didn't think they'd have a uh uh what what do you mean? What do you mean? A, a loud guy? Loud, right? Loud guy, a big guy, a sexy guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, I can I can hear the stupidity in the back of your head. It's okay. We're allowed to do things now, and just watch like generally a white guy just go. Oh, uh, I I mean, I know what you meant. It's okay. Here's the thing: Uh, black people can do a lot of different things. Much like we can actually have, you know, white people become like the best rapper or somehow be like elite basketball players. Mm-hmm. Black men can work at punk rock venues and do punk rock shit too, my dude. So just uh, just moved on, moved on. But it, it's weird how like how how even to this day it's like with you figure that not, not, again like I grew up born in 1980 like in the 90s you figured like things were being more culturally acceptable and more like and more uh, more branching out of uh, of different of different like of different. Uh, different you know ideas and music and culture and things of that sort but at the same time it's, it both like it both stretched out and then like collapsed back into itself or became more insular and like people gatekeeping over the dumbest shit it's like yeah. just just if you like something like something just don't be an asshole and just you know accept it and just you know don't just don't uh i mean what i'm saying is don't allow yourself to be criticized or ridiculed because something that you like is, you know, supposedly not part of your culture, which is bullshit, you know? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of cats, like, you know, had to deal with that much of their lives. Like, I remember a cat, this would be a quick, a quick little anecdote. Yeah, I remember a cat uh, back in high school. This cat was uh, in an art school class. And it's art, it's, a, it's an art class. It's an art class. And uh, this cat, like, I'm wearing, like, my brother's hand-me-downs because, you know, my mom was a single parent raising two boys. She didn't have all the money in the world. So I'm wearing, like, you know, a baggy, like, shirt, black T-shirt, like a pair of, like, gray 
pants or whatever. And this dude's just like, yo, 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 Gerard, why are you dressed so bummy, yo, yo? Let me take you to the mall. We'll buy someone fresh shit, buy someone hot shit, buy some blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, oh, I hear what you're saying. You need me to dress more black. Okay, I get that. Here's <laughs> oh, the deal. You, yeah. have two, so you have two parents, right? Yeah. Okay, that's your first fuck up. Single parent raises uh, two kids. Um, your parents have good jobs, right? Yeah. My mother's busting her ass working like 80 hours a day in the post office. So she's working a lot and then some. So she ain't got no money. So, um, by the way, do you know who Screaming Jay Hawkins is? Do you know who uh, Holland Wolf are? Do you know Muddy Waters? Do you know, uh, do you know Cab Calloway? Do you know Lewis Jordan? Do you know, like, you know, I'm just throwing names at this dude. And he goes, no. Okay, think, these are all black men that played music, that played rock and roll, that played big band, that played the music that predated the music I listen to now. You listen to some bullshit, which also, <laughs> at the same time, were made established by these artists as well that create the sound that you listen to today. Right. These are t- two different lanes. Now, if you want to go ahead and, like, yo, call me out some shit, do your fucking homework, you dumbass, and just <laughs> shut him down in the class. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like the second period of the day. So, like, you know, Brian, I didn't have my coffee yet, but the rage from that, from that comment woke me the fuck up. It was one of those, <laughs> I'm going to go in your ass. And the funny thing is, the rest of that year, him and I didn't say anything to each other. But yet, yeah, fast forward to like 2000, I remember the day, it was like 2014, I'm working at a bar in Fells Point. And you mind too, at this time, you know, grown ass man, I got like a, you know, I got like, you know, two forearms full of tattoos and everything. Listen to punk rock, still being me, still like, you know, just talking shit and being pretty. That same dude <laughs> walked into my bar wearing like a Bob Marley t shirt, a couple oh, like bullshit no. tattoo parties, uh, quarter sleeves on him and everything like that. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey, what's up? Mr. Anderson's art class, uh, high school, right? Owens Mills. He goes, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> You 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 look a lot like me. Like you you look like how I look. But here's the thing: your tattoos are bummy. Let me take you out to a place that has good tattoos, and we do some good work. Because you look kind of sloppy right now. He's like, oh, it's like here your Jello shots. Fuck off. And it was one of those just like, it was one of those like. I mean, absolutely. Like it was one of those just like. I I I didn't think this would ever happen. But but you know I savored every minute of that shit. <laughs> no, that's that's, that's about Baltimore too. We're petty. We're petty as shit, and Baltimore's a small ass fucking city. Oh, and we're yes. petty. So yeah, yeah, like like one of the things I, I joke about it. Like I'm I'm a cusp, right? Like my like as we're recording this in December, my my birthday is coming up in in January, and I'm between Capricorn and Aquarius. So I have enough weirdoness as an Aquarius, but I have enough pettiness as a Capricorn. So oh, please believe, like you know when there <laughs> when there are some people that have been unkind, and I won't put them out there publicly because that's you know not really my style. But when I stroll by and I see they like know. they know they know yeah, when I see there's an L there, you know that's happening. Like, oh, you're how unfortunate Ooh. your business shut down. <laughs> I laugh like a villain. I, I, I laugh like Dick Dastardly. You know, that's 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 what I do. And dude, I t- I tell you what, I tell you what. Over the years, my I've, I've started like my 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 fuck you laugh has gotten so much weird now. It's, it's gotten full like Skeletor, which is like, <laughs> like even, that's that's on purpose. Like I maliciously sound like a fucking like a fucking filmation Hanna Barbera cartoon villain when I laugh out, and that's not on that's not on on purpose. That's just how my brain has evolved. I'm just like, it's it's fucking like just Chain Smoking Vincent Price over there. I'm like, that's just me. I just I've I've I've. This is my life now. This is what I do. Weird. I know. Like you, you met her. My my partner. She's she's like looks at me when she's like, "Why are you snickering?" I was like, "Because I see someone failing." <laughs> she's like, "Wow." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Is it just straight up that way?" I was like, "No, it's never that way. I always <sighs> come in with kindness. I always come in with how can I help." But then when it flips and I see that you know either the person is just you know is not like not accepting of the idea but more so they're actively rejecting the idea and telling me i'm kind of stupid for posing it i'm like okay cool via condios let's see what happens and it's rare that i'm wrong and i'm not trying to be a dick about it it's rare that i'm wrong because um i observe i hate being 
right, but I love it when I'm not wrong. It's just one of those <laughs> like, like I like, like I remember being a kid. I remember like uh, when uh, when the movie Very Bad Things came out, yeah, yeah. very dark comedy movie, and there was a one scene where Daniel Stern gets hit by the minivan, and I started laughing harder than like uh, than De Niro did in Cape Fear, the movie theater scene. I was like, I think a bad person. It's like. No, it just makes you like just makes you like just like laugh at the human condition. And with that, what you said with you is just like you know, when you watch someone like that, like that, you know, want some bullshit and they fucking like fall on their face. You gotta use the kids say and just go, well, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> womp, womp. So let me see. I got two. I got two more real, real questions here um, that I want to yeah. key in on, and then I got these rapid fire questions for you. So here, here's the. Um, Here's one of them. This this one is always interesting to me. Um okay. because it took me a long time. Like you're you're a few years older than me, but we're in the same age group. Like I'm, I'm 30, I'll be 38 in January. And yeah. you know, the, the thing that I run into is, you know, in being a podcaster for almost 15 years, 14 years really. Um, and it's like you try to find who your tribe is, who are your people. Tell me about what that was for you, like finding your tribe, finding the people, because you you've touched on it a little bit of like you know being in school and just having this sort of mischaracterization or this sort of you're not black enough because you're into these different things or the other side of it where one of my good friends he talks about uh getting scene checked oh what do you know about this band it's like i know a lot about joy division like why are you what do we want to hear about what are we doing and i i I don't fit it I, i don't look like it i look like just like a regular black dude quote unquote and then when they see like, oh, that's that's weird. Why are you into this? Why are you into that? So, you know, finding my my tribe is like my tribe is a real weird mix of people. And I I adore those people. And that's the people that I choose to spend time with because time is very precious. So tell me about right. that, like in finding your tribe and like some of that sort of trial and error. Or was it always kind of an easy thing for you? No, it's, I got to tell you the truth. I mean, uh, as far as that, that. That's actually well. That's actually a really good question. Um, it's uh, actually something I've discussed with a few people over the past few years or so. Now, with that is there's I guess there to me there's three ways. One is just you know uh, just gallows humor. We're just well actually no, all three of them have a kind of gallows humor aside to them. But the first is just basically just uh, being in the same situation together. We're just like. Well, fuck it. We're stuck here. We might as well just kind of we might as well just be nice to each other and just figure it out and just meeting someone just off the cuff. Just being like, we're in the same situation. Like we're at this like this venue or this spot and just go. Oh, you know what? That person right there looks somewhat decent. Let me just engage with them. Or someone would approach me and engage with me and just you know just go like, just making small talk to what happens. Or um, because you know because for me growing up more than likely um, because of like, you know, TV shows and movies, pop culture references are always, are always <laughs> a shoe in. Yeah. So like, so like, you know, you, you say something where someone goes, Mr. Show reference. And then like you rip on that and just build from there. Or like, are you wearing a very like rare, rare, rare joke shirt from like some obscure late night movie from 19 blah, blah. It's like, that you're way too young for. It's like, yes, I am. You know what? <laughs> you're my person now. We're going to start talking about some dumb shit. Or as I got older, especially too, uh, especially as far as like, uh, you know, living in Baltimore and like going to shows and meet people. It just meet people like just uh, do some casual observation. And it's both, both of us being what it is. It's going to be a little bit darker now. But unfortunately, I've through a lot of uh, shared tragedy, shared trauma. So like, knowing people that have passed away over the years and you know unfortunately seeing the same faces at the same at the same funerals and the same like receptions and just like and basically just you know that's that shared really just a shared trauma of of dealing with like you know friends that have passed away friends that have left us over the years and it's it's you it's like you bond with each other over 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 the shared tragedy but then it's like Hey, I guess I'll see you at the next one. I'll see you at the next one. And it's one of those, you know, I've seen you at four different funerals. I don't even know your name yet. And just get to know each other through there. And just like Baltimore has that weird, that weird connection where just it's, we've had a lot of just, of just shared tragedy over our years between like our social circles, regardless of where you're at, we're just oftentimes we have to like, we have to just like, you know, find find these strangers and pull them with us because it's like, you know what? Like, we can't all be doing this, you know, individually all the time. We need to actually like 
talk to someone or engage with someone in this and just, you know, figure out where we, where we are as, as ourselves, as, as just people floating around, like mourning this tragedy or, you know, trying our best to not become that person ourselves. And just with that, I, I feel as though oftentimes a lot of our friendships, a lot of our true friendships in the city have actually been because not only because maybe our love of music or a love of like a certain, like, certain like, you know, cartoon or certain pop culture relevancy, but also it is because of like a shared, a shared trauma, the shared loss or shared, uh, you know, I mean, there's fun, but there's also, there's, 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 you know, there's a lot of sadness. And oftentimes it's, you know, us finding each other, like sometimes in the worst way, but help build each other up. And it's just like, you know what? Let's just be broken together, and like over time, that like that fracture heals, and you start having, like, you start like building these great friendships, uh, sometimes romances, but like this this closeness, this connection with people that otherwise you would never know. But it's 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 a it's a it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. Yeah, and yeah. it's one of those things where just we're just it's it's and I and I honestly do think it's something. I mean, I could be wrong, but in my mind, I think it's something that is very very. Uh, neither the Baltimore City, Baltimore County, because we've got a lot of friends that have like that had so much talent, that have had so much creativity, that have passed away over like so many like, I mean, oftentimes regrettable, sometimes not circumstances, but just like, well, what do we do now? Let's fucking yeah. uh, let's 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 just raise a glass, you know? We'll be we sat, but then tomorrow let's go skateboard together, or let's go uh, let's go to crab town or whatever, and just like. You, you 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 learn how to pick up and move on, and then this time you actually have like someone willing to pick you up yeah. in case you need it. And I think that 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 actually does explain a lot of uh, to me a lot of like, a lot of the friendships and bonds. And I know that with me, that definitely I met a lot more friends. You know, I mean, it's fucking about throughout our life also too. But then like you know during the center moments, it's like. You know what? I didn't know you. You didn't know me, but you know you support me, and I support you. And now we're just now we're just tight. We're, we're thick as thieves, and you know it. It it goes to show that you have to always uh, be appreciative of the people that come into your life, yeah. and just hey guys, normal, normalize telling your friends you love them. It doesn't matter like what kind of you like. Hey, you know what? I love you. I love you too. Because tomorrow isn't fucking hell. Tonight isn't guaranteed. <laughs> Shit. But yeah. just uh, but just you know, normalize telling your friends that you love them. And just like never and just. Reach out to your people. You know, it doesn't have to be anything, anything like you know, major. This is a shitty meme. I mean, me and my best, me and one of my best friends, uh, he lives in Texas, and like we've been best friends since like for for about almost twenty years, and we don't need to talk to each other. We don't see each other like just dumb memes and like a video someone being like, "I love you, love you too." And that's basically our that's basically our love language. It's like yeah. Mr. Show quotes and and the occasional and the occasional homage to like the East Side Morales. That yes. is our love language. Talking about this random dumb shit, you know? Yeah. That and that's a that's a thing where I think as you know, you have more in doing this and as many interviews as as I've done in this, you know, I you know, there are certain people that I, I feel a certain kinship with, and you 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 touched on a little bit there where you might get an offhand reference. You're like, hold on, do you understand what I meant there? Or uh, you know, I'll say something that's a, that's definitely like wrestling parlance. Like, yeah, uh, I was marking out. They're like, yeah, I get that. Hell yeah, bro. And I'm like, yeah. Or or even when I did this uh, creative mornings talk, and um, I, I mentioned um, when I got fired from a job, I felt like Joe Pesci's character from Goodfellas and some of the people that marked out about it. I was like, yeah, I felt like I was going into a side room and I got whacked professionally. And they're like, yeah, that's really funny. And I was like, yeah these, yeah, these are likely people who I could have a drink with or continue this sort of thing with. But it's it, it's a passive sort of vetting and filtering system. It's like, oh, you get it. That's the thing I say all the time. Like, oh, yeah, you get it. You get it. And. Not not everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. I think that's another thing too. That you are absolutely right about that. That's, def- that's definitely a thing where it's just like just, we're just like you make a certain comment of something over here. It goes, yeah, I get that. It's like that, like that. That's real. It's like thank you. So like you, like you're on that level of like uh, it's not it's nothing particular, but like you get the gist of it. So you understand. Like it's like I may lose maybe forty fifty people. I think that one person is just like. I absolutely understand everything that you just said right now. It yeah. sounds really like weird or vague, but I get it. It's like, there you go. That's, that's, 
who are you? And now we're best friends. There it's, we it's, are. It's, now, a, it's affirming and it's confirmation. And um, I'll make a reference here because he and I, the fictional character and I share the same birthday. Uh, Hannibal Lecter in the show Lecter, uh, you know, said, Will, friendship is a rare gift. Yes, it, it's 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 really true to me, and I think um, you know you you share a lot of different stuff, and it, it's just it's just one of those things to be mindful and cognizant of, especially with this notion of time, right? Where you don't exactly, have a lot, exactly. you don't have a lot of resources, but if you have like one or two people that you're like, yeah, I can rock with this person, like, yo, I want to go get some coffee to do something stupid for like an hour. You down? Hell yeah! And it's Ooh. no. It's no weird sort of I can't do this for X, Y, and Z. That's that's what right. I'm really into. That's what I really dig. And you know, there there are things that people just won't get sometimes. And you're like, well, I no, get it. No. You know, I get it. And I just need someone to bounce the idea off and roll with it. So that's that's what it is, man. Um now I got lean with that rock with it in my head. Lean with that rock with it. Lean with that rock with it. <laughs> nice. I hope so, that I hope that gets that temple gets cleared. But, uh, but yeah, but, but yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, for example, like me, I have the same birthday as Jim Davis, creator of Garfield. And like for me and him, it's like nice. Jim Davis. I'm like, Mondays are always been cool. Tuesdays are assholes. But Mondays are always cool. That's my big disagreement. I'm like, lasagna is a decent meal. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to show lasagna. Literally, afraid of that would just be weird. But just, but just, I'm going to say, fuck a Tuesday. Moving forward. Sorry. Just had to get off my chest. Tuesdays Throughout in perpetuity. Eight Tuesdays. Mm, all Tuesdays is bastards. A T A B. That's it's all types of Leo energy coming off of you. It's really funny, actually. Well, it's like it's not so much Leo, but I am born in that in that cycle. But I say I'm like I'm like part unicron, part uh, <laughs> part a uh, three legged dog, be a little bit of a little bit of fudgy the whale as far as uh, making up my own astrology because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, astrology is a thing. Uh, all right, but no, moving forward, moving forward. So, 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 actually, you you got the last thing in there. So, I think that's all of the real questions, and I can go into these rapid fire ones. Um, so, you know, brevity is key here. You know, we don't like to overthink these, but I, I think I got some good ones for you. Thinking, who who said thinking? I wasn't thinking any of this. <laughs> I was going by this natural response system. <laughs> going by the seat of my pants. I'm white knuckling in here. Here, uh, so here's the first one. girl. You know. <laughs> Here's the first one. What was the last movie you watched? Last movie I watched was Barbarian. I did. What'd you think? Barbarian was the last. I actually, I like. <laughs> all right. So Barbarian to me was a great movie, except for one scene that uh, just had me just stop and just go, "Come on, really?" And I call it the Kool Aid Man scene. And if anyone has seen the movie, they understand <laughs> what I mean by that statement. That's no. You're absolutely That's, right. Yeah, absolutely right. I would have needed a different title. It needed the movie needed a different title. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Like, that's the one thing that got me. I liked the movie a lot, except for that Kool Aid Man scene, which is like, oh come on, really? But that's the only thing that kind of got me out of the movie. But otherwise, I really enjoyed it overall. <laughs> that's the worst thing. That's really funny. Um, there, Thank there you. is there there is this this thing where. When you like, I watch a lot of horror movies with my partner, and like we got Shutter. We were on Deckington, and uh, I remember when we watched um, Malignant. And at a point, I was like, "Oh, this is just a bad movie," and she audibly laughed like super loud. It was like I had that realization, especially when you know the jail scene when all the minorities are being beat up, and I'm like, "Oh, this is what this of is. Course. This this is this is terrible." But as a as a bad action comedy, this is hilarious. Like, that's the thing. It's like for me, like for me, like I like for horror movies. Like I, I like for this, my favorite horror movie is honestly The Strangers. The Strangers because one. with most horror with most horror movies, like I used to be scared of horror movies as a kid. Like I used to be scared shitless of horror movies. Like even playing the thriller, like music video near me, I would butt in high as a little kid. Mm -hmm. But as I got older, like what got me is that like watching a horror movie and like you know be trying trying to immerse yourself in that film. What gets me is the soundtrack. Even though it can be really good, will pull me away from the actual, like the actual, like you know, from the horror and from the uh, from the grim parts. So I'm just like, okay, this, like, you hear the musical cue up, the musical part queued up. This is about to happen. There's gonna be a jump scare, this or that. So, so then, so after, so over time, I'm just going, what is this? This is basically just gore and bullshit. Until you see like the strangers, where like there was no, there was no South of Town. Like anything you heard 
as far as music in that movie was within the scene of the film. Yep. So actually hearing someone and actually like hearing like the trauma and like hearing like, you know, the scurvy, scurvy, all that shit, like that's what really freaks me the fuck out. Cause it's like, also too, there's no monsters, there's no supernatural, it's just people. And people are the worst. So it's just like, so it's like, <laughs> just, why are you doing this? Because we can, that's just fucking creepy. That, yeah. that randomness? No, dog, that's, that's no. Because that can literally be any time, any day, any place. Like what Ice T says, anyone can get it anytime. It's just like, yeah, you're that, right, no, you're that's right, that's you're up right. there though. That's that's up there as far as you know. Even with a long gestating like sequel, Pray at Night, which I like the soundtrack for that a lot, and I think it's just is a decent sequel with all of those years in between the the first and then the second. Um, yeah, that movie actually does scare me in a very similar way to like Funny Games UK or any of those sort of home invasions. Especially is like I live by myself, and every now and again. I'm like, yo, did I lock that door? Am I bugging? Dude, I lock, I, 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 live by, I live by myself. I lock my door when I sleep. It's like, you sleep with your door locked? Yeah, I don't trust the motherfuckers at all. <laughs> I, I, I have a hatchet and I have a baton at my pillow at all times. Because why? I live in Baltimore City. I know what the fuck's going on with the world. Shit. <laughs> I, I, I remember it was a Hannibal Burr's joke. He was like, I take poops with the door locked behind me. Because he was like, I, I, I don't know. He's like, it's a weird angle right there. I don't know. I don't want it. I don't want it happening. Mm-hmm. He's right, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You're your most like vulnerable state. You're like in the middle of a, you know, an an angry farmer, as I like to call it. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I call it that, but that's what I do. Uh, so, overall, you're being you're being over you're being overall the overall sense. Love man, <laughs> we're overalls in peace. Come on now. <laughs> what what is generally the first thing that you think of in the morning when you wake up? What the fuck was I dreaming about? <laughs> Generally, same. Like, <laughs> why the hell was that in my dream? Like, I had a dream actually. Like, uh, when actually, I actually had to start like doing some studying because, like, I woke up this morning having a dream about like somehow there was a courthouse in Baltimore that was decommissioned that became a venue called Second Stone. Yeah, it actually had a name too. I'm going. There are any like defunct courthouses in the Baltimore City that are now nightclubs? And like Second Stone, I'm like, and why were like. And why were the security guards like Migos? And it was just like, huh, that's that's interesting. Huh. I'm gonna like actually redraw the seal that I saw. And like let's go, let's go like that dream is very particular in very instances because I'll have like color, sound, I can read my dreams mm-hmm. and mo- and a, a few times in a creepier way, a few times I've had dreams just been like, it's right, you should wake up right now. I'm like, hot damn, that was fucking weird. Like I'll have very, very, very like vivid dreams and it'll just be like I was looking at this going. Why the hell would I do that? We got to dream. I made a comment about on Facebook going, why the fuck would I move to Boston? That's where the cult lives. Why would I move there in January? Like, that's Gerard, just, just drink some water and shut the fuck up for like five minutes. Just lay your head back down for another 10 and just figure out your life. Then you can get up, make some coffee, and go about your day. But yeah, oftentimes I'm just usually just more just like, just more impressed and or confused by the things that, 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 that come up in my subconscious. Yeah, it's uh, I'm trying to grab whatever that last thought was because like, oh, this like there's it's, it's some occasions where I wake up in the middle of the night, have a notepad next to the bed. And it's like, here's some questions I need to ask somebody. Here's an idea. This was a weird dream. What is a, a blanket bear? Why are there racist blankets in this movie called Poor Noir? You know, things of that nature. If you haven't seen the, oh if you God, haven't God. seen that movie, you should look it up. You know, there are Nazi blankets in it. There are Nazi blankets only attacking uh, black nonprofit owners. Just so you know. <laughs> it's it's Nazis are owning blankets now. Just, I, 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 yeah, it's it's a lot. Everything blankets, it's a, it, music, it's a lot. It's a lot. Hawaiian it's... print shirts. <laughs> Boneheads are just shit. God damn. But yeah, actually, uh, also I have I'll have cocktail ideas in my head too. Like actually, I made a new cocktail which I think you should try out sometime soon. It's a uh, boozy Italian soda. So I've been using like mm. deep eddy vodka or like uh, or like I'll use cherry vodka. Just whatever type of flavored vodka, and then a club soda, and I'll use like rum chata. I know, actually, I'm just giving away like bar secrets, but trust <laughs> me, I got plenty more. Y'all, some can have that one. I got plenty others, but um, <laughs> but yeah, just just but it's that with like rum chata. It's like you guys mean a boozy Italian soda. I'm not even trying anymore. I just I just I just free excellence. That's, that's what I do. How I know. I'll, I'll definitely pop over Indeed. and try it. I'm here for it. Um, I got three more. For, this one yeah. is ridiculous. Um, what would be your so wrestling name? 
Oh, oh, shit. I have this. Oh, God. Hold on. So, uh, hmm. Okay. So, I have three. So, one would be, one would be Sterling, Uber, uh, Sterling Aubergine. Okay. That would be like my uh, my like my business heel, like <laughs> kind of like kind of like a kind of like a shittier David Otunga, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Sterling Aubergine, like you know, like CPA or some shit like that, which is like That's I'm gonna crazy. deduct this ass whooping, deduct this ass whooping <laughs> from your win loss record, and show you what's what. Uh, one was actually one was actually uh, a a a very intricate story. That, uh, so me and a couple of friends would just make up stories at bars. Like there would just be there would be full out lies. But you see, like how far you get someone actually into believing you, and see like how like how far you go with convincing them that this story was true where it wasn't. Or it's just like, yeah, um, back you know back in middle school we used to do backyard wrestling. I went by the name of Brown Bomber, and uh, one day I was doing a move, I was doing a flying elbow, and I hit this kid really badly, and they actually had uh, they actually had a uh, arrhythmia. And they uh, they're okay now, but uh, but uh, but I elbowed the kid a little bit uh, just right on his chest where I should have been like a little bit off. My aim was off, and the kid got hurt really really badly, and uh, and uh, and I stopped doing wrestling. Is that true? No, I'm lying to you right now. That's actually a whole fucking lie. But you believed me, like just some do- bullshit like that. So like so that was uh, my 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 fictitious story, uh, young wrestling name, Brown Bomber. And then the third one would just be uh, would just be um, be Hannibal Flex. Nice. <laughs> and Hannibal Flex would just would just be just you know just me riding like riding like basically just uh, just like a makeshift elephant like a fake elephant <laughs> and just like, and just and just basically just being like just being like a rude boy just being just being, just, just you know a towering mass of just masculine flesh. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. One of my uh, <laughs> one of my buddies when we did this review of uh, Predator, shout out to Dom. He was like, "Yeah, it's just a meat movie." He's like, it's "Just meat slapping meat," and I was like, "That is just hilarious." <laughs> Um, so this, this one, I think you'll be really good at what, what's one rumor that you would like to start? Uh, oh God, that's a good one. Um, well, how can I put this? I don't, I can't fully say that we were the source of this, but I do remember around the time of this rumor actually being started back years and years and years ago. There were two young kids on AOL Instant Messenger in Owings Mills, Maryland, that might have made the comment that uh, Marilyn Manson was Paul Pfeiffer from the Wonder Years. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny those allegations that I may have something to do with that, but some things would have happened. Um, but another rumor I would say probably was the um, a, like a good rumor. Huh? I'd say that. Uh, Hanna Barbera at one point did try and make a full cartoon based upon the life and times of Biz Markey. Okay, that but actually. They, but so. the only reason, but they only, but they didn't do it only because it was a discussion about money. <laughs> I want to be paid for this compensation because you got what I need. Exactly, exactly. The diabolical adventures of Biz Markey. See, oh my that god, I want that to happen. Oh, uh, he's just like a mad scientist we and kids all are trying that to, to happen. We, oh my god, that'd be great. Make the music with your mouth, Biz. <laughs> Indubitably. That would be fantastic. That would have been fantastic. Recipes Biz Markey, of course. But that, that would have been that would just have been perfect. Thank you, thank you. That that's actually the first time I think I've asked asked that question and got like an actual answer. Usually people are like, I don't know. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you theater of mind, theater of mind. Uh and lastly. That's the last one I got for you since you know you were doing the thing that I do. You were making coffee before you got started. How do you take your coffee? Black as hell. As you should. As you should. I I troll white mm. people by asking for coffee the color of different black celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want my coffee to be blacker than the uh, than the than the fourth pirate from Captain Phillips. Basically, that's how I enjoy my coffee. I ask, I was like, yo, can I get it like Bob Marley? Like it's kind of light, you know, it's coconut milk in it, you know, something that feels Caribbean. And like I get that. That is so ridiculous. It's such a weird way to order coffee. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that in February. That's what I'm gonna do. I don't wanna see if uh I'm gonna see if uh people get people get weird. I'm gonna see what happens. I feel like I think good like, like a Finn Lizzie coffee. What's a Finn Lizzie coffee? Like still line it. We know it's still line it. Basically coffee with a lot of cream and a little bit of Irish whiskey. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's just, just there you go. So 
so with that, um, one, I, I want to thank you for coming onto this podcast and, and spending a yarn with me. It was uh, like a pleasure, a lot of fun. And and two, um, I want to invite and encourage you to tell the folks where to check you out on uh, on the IG and all of that good stuff and where to try some of your delicious cocktails. Yeah, well, actually, so, uh, so you know, again, like I, I put together, a, a, first off, thank you for having me. I know we've been like working on this for a long time now, so I'm glad we finally got a chance to actually finally be able to talk and catch up and chop it up and actually just engage in conversation. I've had a lot of fun, so thank you for uh, for having me on. Um, I am on uh, I'm on Instagram as Charms TV is burning, and I I still actually I'm going to start doing my syrups again for the holiday season. There'll be uh, Doctor Bronson's elixirs, which was basically me kind of like you know making a little bit of like a slight twist on the uh, Doctor Bronner's. So that's the whole origin story of that, in like you know three simple words. So Dr. Bronson's Elixirs, and then um, I'm, I always host uh, Metal Monday at Autobar every Monday night uh, from 9 o'clock to close, you know, 21 up, come on through, have some cocktails, listen to some awesome music, we have guest DJs, movies, we always show Monday Night Raw Wrestling uh, for the first half, and then from there we just watch dumb shit, play pool, hang out, talk shit, and have a good time. Um, other than that, like I uh, work at uh, Dangerously Delicious Pie Shop in Hamden, by Rodney Henry of Play My Popes, rock and roll, pie style all day. I'm there uh, on weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday days from uh, 11 to 4. And within that, I'm just usually just, you know, working about, uh, currently working on some new music project ideas, uh, still writing. I still write poetry and prose and everything, working on, you know, arranging a book at some point together. And then just basically doing what I do, where I just kind of like spend my downtime going, what can I create? What can I do? Because yeah. as I've gotten older now, it's just one of the things where like, I'm don't, which is something that it took me a while to believe in myself. And just, I want the listeners to know also, it's never too late to, to do, to try new ideas for yourself, to, to cultivate yourself. So either like writing or music or poetry or dance or what have you just there's never too late to 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 invest indulge in any type of artistic endeavors that might help to like you know craft and cultivate you so just there's 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 never there's never time to not just just work on you just always just never never stay stasis always always move forward create uh cultivate you know thrive and design just just always just keep just keep grinding just keep doing new shit that's great and that's where we're in that so i want to again thank gerard bronson for coming on to the podcast and uh i'm rob lee saying there's arts culture and maybe a few cocktails here and there in and around baltimore you just gotta look forward